Hello, welcome to another episode of You Had Me at Romcom. I'm Jessica Richards. I'm Chloe Jacobs. And this is the and podcast. I'm Joe Bernardo's. Yay! <laughs> no, you're good. This is the podcast where we talk about your favorite romantic comedies and why we love slash hate them. And Joe Bernardo's is our guest. Welcome. Hello, I kind of pulled the trigger a little too early. <laughs> no, you're great. I love it. You're great. We're excited to be here, and we love that. <laughs> I mean, y'all are awesome, so. Thank you. So, did you pick the movie Enchanted, Joe? What was the reason behind that? Um, I did pick the movie Enchanted, and I think it's just because, <laughs> right, I am from an animation background. I'm a storyboard artist for animation studios. And Enchanted is kind of like the perfect marriage between like a great rom-com and like Disney movies, which I always feel like are like rom-coms in and of themselves. So I just felt like, hey, this movie needs more attention. I love it. (laughs) Jessica, had you seen this in theaters? Uh, Yes, I did. I saw this at the Studio Movie Grill in Dallas where I ate lunch and watched this movie at the same time. So, okay, I remember, did this come out around like a holiday and was this like a thanksgiving it feels like it would have been a thanksgiving okay yeah i think so right because i remember my family going to go see it including my aunt and uncle and i for some odd reason i didn't go and neither did my boyfriend at the time i think i don't know we probably wanted to go get stoned and do something else who knows (laughs) but i remember afterwards when my mom called me that I could hear my uncle in the background just like singing like la 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 la, you know, and just like, <laughs> she was like, he won't stop singing in the lobby of the movie theater because of this movie, because there's so much singing, you know? And um, yeah, so I knew that I was gonna expect like some Disney-ish stuff, but I'd never seen it until just now. I know, I'm so curious, because Chloe hasn't seen almost any of the movies that we do. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> And especially like when I'm when I'm starting movie, I'm always thinking about what her opinion's gonna be. And in this one, the first like 15 minutes feel like you're at the end of a Disney movie. So I was like, mm-hmm. is she gonna be like, wait, is this is this whole movie animated? <laughs> I know. I it's it's okay, so it's so true though. Like I I have not seen a lot of the movies that we've done. Sorry, I'm moving my notes to the so I can pull them up on the computer. I did at the beginning, I knew it was like a mixture of animation and stuff like that. I remember seeing a trailer for this, but the first thing that came across my mind as I saw this is she's running around, you know, singing about true love's kiss. And as it was like, oh my God, you know, I watched so many Disney movies as a kid and it's like, no wonder I am a love addict. Like (laughs) it's just a hundred percent. Like this is like what they feed to you. It's yeah. the Disney dream, right? Which this movie kind of tackles a little bit with Patrick Dempsey being like, this is why I don't show my daughter fairy tales. Because it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, very, it's the world. Yeah. Like, it's very interesting because it very directly critiques kind of like, oh yeah, like Disney has kind of been like feeding this like narrative to like little girls everywhere. And then this movie kind of faces it almost head on. But in a way that it's also a love, like a love letter to those sorts of like fairy tales. Yeah. But also like bringing the conversation forward a little bit. It, it, it's actually interesting because this movie came at a time when um, it, like 2D animation was pretty much dead at Disney. Like this was a time where Pixar was mostly the big successful animation studio. 
and Disney has decided to stop doing fairy tales and kind of like, we're just going to try and do 3D things. And then this movie came along and reignited that and sort of made them like go back to their roots. And this movie inadvertently is the reason why like Frozen became such a huge thing mm. or like tangled in things and why we're in the middle of like a new sort of Disney renaissance. So it, yeah, this movie kind of, it's, it has an interesting place in like that sort of like, like history, I think. Yeah. Well, and also uh, this movie gave us Amy Adams. <laughs> Oh, yes. she's so, she's precious it's in so this. It's so hard to remember a time when, like, Amy Adams wasn't a star. But mm-hmm. this is the movie that made her a star. She did Junebug two years before, and that's when she went from, like, obscurity to she was an Oscar nominee. Mm-hmm. And then this movie was her first big starring movie Yeah, ever. this was, like, her breakout role. I remember her from Drop Dead Gorgeous. That was the... and. I love which that was, movie. Oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> it's so but great. She's so precious in this. That's the word I'm going to use. Because, like, she just, I, I don't know, she has this Disney princess, that perfect little upturned nose. You know, she looks like a, she looks like a cartoon. She I'm looks like a cartoon. I'm obsessed with her eyes. They're so big in this movie. Yeah. They are. They're, like, like bulging kind of, like, Disney eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you wonder. You know, I always read that, like, if you like line the inside of your eyes with like white pencil like there's mm-hmm. all these little makeup artist tricks so it kind of makes you wonder what were the makeup artists doing to kind of get that disney look there was there right. were some tricks i'm sure that were up their sleeves i'd like to look that up so i died at the beginning when she's dancing around she's built like this shrine fake prince thing which is like mm-hmm. oh my god honey which is all. very like um <laughs> which one is it sleeping beauty uh, yeah, Cinderella. One yes. of them does this. No, it's Sleeping Beauty when she's dancing around with the yeah, mm-hmm. and the birds okay. are carrying mm-hmm. the, the carrying the, the, the clothes yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she forgot the lips. I'm like, lady, the most important part, right? And um, <laughs> I don't know. I just I just thought that was so funny. So they're doing this song about true love's kiss, and then I absolutely died when. She then falls into what? What is this thing that she falls into that this witch has put her in? Like some sort of well? Yeah, it's some yeah, some kind of like a waterfall thing. Mm-hmm. I love with that the witch says you're going to a place where there's no happily ever afters. <laughs> Bam! Cut to New York City. You know, like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The the basic premise is like this fairy tale land Andalasia, where. Um, the queen doesn't want to lose her power to her stepson who once he gets married with his true love, they'll be in charge. And so her mission, Susan Sarandon, is to separate James Marsden, the prince, from his true love, Amy Adams. And they meet and they're about to get married and she tricks her into falling down this well. Mm-hmm. The it's well, the real okay. World. Okay, yeah, it's like a well. It's not like, yeah. Whoever, I just remember as soon as they show her like where she's actually popping out of what we find out is a sewer in New York mm-hmm. City. It looks so magical. It's glittery. It's <laughs> got like light peering mm-hmm. in and you're like, where is she? And then you're like, oh, she's crawling out of a sewer. Oh, that's Times Square. Right <laughs> in Times Square. <laughs> Which is another thing. I'm like, you know, in Times Square, it's kind of similar to Hollywood Boulevard, right? Where they have the people walking around as characters. I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. blink an eye if I saw a princess walking. I'd be like, oh, she's one of That's those That's what Times I kept Square. thinking. Everyone's right? like looking at her. And I was like, 
nor like in LA when you see someone dressed up, you're like, don't make eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those people that's gonna ask ask me, like, do you want to take a picture for five dollars or whatever? (laughs) Also, you guys, another thing I noticed immediately is you just see crowds in New York City and people just together. You don't see masks and you're just like, what am I watching? What am I watching? I know, it's suddenly a horror movie, like, oh my god, everybody's touching each other and it's so close to each other. Oh my god, stop. stop. It's just like, what is life that you see something like that now and you're like, where's the sanitizer? You know, mm-hmm. I never have that. Isn't that funny? I, I feel like I'm still in a bubble where I just don't even think about it. Oh my god, I... I'm traumatized. <laughs> I just... no, I, I mean, I'm traumatized too. Like, I went to the grocery store today and the whole time there was just this like feeling of like dread the longer that I was there. Like, oh my God, I need to like do this fast. Where is the, where's the bread? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's traumatizing. Yeah, so you see these movies. Every, anytime I'm watching TV or anything I'm, and I see this, I'm like, oh, I remember when you could press an elevator button and not immediately be like, where does anybody have Purell, you know, or Mm -hmm. just things like that. So I'm just like, oh man. For me, it's the travel aspect. Like I watch a movie like this and I just get really sad because I'm like, I want to go to New York. Oh, I know. Like, I'm so sick of being in my apartment in LA. Like every time we watch a movie now, I'm just like, I want to travel. I love New York. I love New York. It's so much fun. I haven't been in years. That is, you do see like a lot of the billboards. I did see Jennifer Aniston on a billboard in the background, mm-hmm. like one of the so, scenes. According to IMDb, was offered the part in this movie, but they couldn't meet her salary. Are you kidding me? Ooh, I wonder who she was supposed to be. Giselle. I can't see it. Actually, Reese Witherspoon was going to be Giselle at one point. What? I could see Reese Witherspoon. I could see Reese with her baby voice it's and stuff very like animated. that. It's got animated. It also, mm-hmm. IMDb said that they, these were other people in the running. Okay. Cameron Diaz, Renee mm-hmm. Zellweger, Jennifer mm-hmm. Garner, Kate Hudson. No, I could see Reese Witherspoon Ooh. maybe being able to pull it off. I love that they used Amy Adams. I thought she was amazing. Jenna Aniston, I just cannot seeing that i can't see it either so the studio wanted like a big name for this because it was going to be a big movie but the director wanted an unknown or relatively i mean she had been yeah. an oscar but you know yeah no she was perfect she was perfect she looks like a mixture of like ariel and like a couple mm-hmm. of different disney princesses mm-hmm. come to life it's just perfect yeah yeah. And it's also like, I think the movie has also been in development for so long, for like almost a decade, I think. I think they were wow. all, they, they acquired the script around like the late 90s, I think. Wow. And I think the demands of production with like, with animation and everything, it, it was just too big and too costly that like, it was just in development hell for the longest time. And it's gone through so many different like directors and producers. That like and that's probably when like Rachel why why am I saying Rachel Jennifer Aniston <laughs> got considered because you know, that was probably around like that time when she was like a lot younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's some fun trivia. I mean, I I guess you kind of forget about some of these movies that it takes forever to get made, and it's just like wow, how many rewrites and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's pretty well, interesting. One of those kind of like a Legally Blonde situation where it's like. 
you can't picture anybody but Amy Adams in that role. Like, mm-hmm. it came around at the right point, basically. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, it was like a star-making vehicle for her, I think. Oh, like, yeah. That, that's her pretty woman, basically. So as soon as, you know, you see her walking around in this big, floofy dress in New York City. The cleanest New York City I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, she didn't know what cars <laughs> Very are. glittery for some reason. <laughs> yes, and like, relatively safe, like. <laughs> I this way anytime I see somebody wearing a really, you know, a light colored dress when they're walking around the streets, I just am like always looking at the dress for like how dirty is the bottom of it getting the train and stuff. So that was yes. something I was like kind of looking at. I was like, she's going to get the dress just covered in just gook and New York City trash. Well, like, especially when she sits down at one point just on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. So to the homeless man, she goes up to the homeless mm-hmm. man and she's like smile and he has no teeth. Oh my God. <laughs> she's, she's, she isn't, she's a cartoon, you guys. She's a cartoon. And she meet cutes with uh, Patrick Dempsey, who is huge at this time because of Grey's Anatomy. You were mm-hmm. a big Grey's Anatomy fan, yes. Still, still am. I'm recently, like this past weekend, I've just started rewatching it for who knows what reason, but I'm in like, a, I'm having a real Patrick Dempsey moment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> watching this right after watching like the first two seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I've never seen it. No. Oh, so good. Have you? Ooh. Yeah, it's great. Like the first two seasons are like my favorite. I have them on DVD and still watch them every now and again. It's ah. so good. Yeah, the second season is just like, one, you know, it's like one of those peak moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I know, like I've seen a gif of something where she's like, choose me or something, oh, yeah, right? Choose me, love yes. me, pick me. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know that, I know that. Of course, I know the sad, like, <laughs> yeah, romantic. she's dark and twisty. Um, yeah. But I will say, controversial opinion, I don't love Patrick Dempsey in this movie. He's kind of a jerk. Yes! To be honest. So yeah. So he's a divorce attorney, yes? He's, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. We see him opening up, and he's dealing with his clients, and they're fighting. And again, we kind of get this idea of him that he doesn't believe in true love, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, gonna get engaged to Nancy, who's the Dina Mizell. And um, did we ever really find out what happened to his former wife? I guess she died. He's like, they don't talk about it. Did she die or did she leave? No, I think she, yeah, she left. Like, they they go over it later, I think, in the pizza. Okay. That scene is very vague, though. He says, she left us. And I couldn't tell if he meant she died. died. (laughs) (laughs) Or she just like because then there's no mention of like well did she ever try to contact the daughter or something thank you did she die Mm -hmm. like it's such a vague like she left us because like what you guys what about the daughter i can understand maybe not wanting anything to do with your ex again but like you just you just straight up were like peace to your daughter (laughs) dads do it all the time (laughs) i mean but yeah it's just you know again disney is always messing people up with either a parent dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think because it's a Disney thing, I was like, she must have died. Yeah. Because they always that's... kill off the mothers in Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and so thank you also, Disney. I had my first panic attacks about death because of y'all, I'm pretty sure as well. <laughs> like, So they have their meet cute. They're in a taxi cab. This is such a weird scene to me. So she's crawled up on a billboard. What is that place that she's at? It's like a, a casino, I think. A like casino. Palace Casino, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it looks like a fairy tale. Yeah. And she thinks it's a real castle. And she's like, "There's my castle. I'm going <laughs> home. Like, like I need to. I need to. I need some help from this castle, people." For some reason. <laughs> so the daughter, of course, is like, "There's a princess," and he's like, "It's a billboard." And she's like, no, there's a princess. Yeah, the leap to get her into the apartment is one where it's like a little bit like, okay, New York City, you're just going to take her with you. Thank (laughs) you. Again, again, there's so many things in this that I'm like, I kept trying to picture my dad in the scenario. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this would never. Like when she she gets out, the daughter gets out of the taxi cab because she sees the, the princess. And then it's like he, she falls off the billboard thing. He catches her. And then it's like, oh, she's coming with us. So it's like, there's no way. There's no way. New York mm-hmm. City crazy person. And then the whole Especially time she's- like a divorce attorney. Someone who's like all like very jaded, I feel like. Isn't yeah, somebody who's all about like not trusting people. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. like, hey, let's, let's, let's bring this random crazy lady in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it was a small town- it would make more sense to me. Like, a small town somewhere, we find a crazy lady, we bring her home. But, like, New York City, <laughs> there's crazy people everywhere. Yeah, there's crazy people everywhere. There's and not it's enough like, room to bring them all with you. What is she hiding under that dress? She could have a mm-hmm. weapon. Like, she's just, it's just, and then she's walking and talking and saying all this crazy stuff about true love's first kiss and blah, blah, blah. I'm just thinking, if that was my dad, I couldn't, I couldn't even picture him being like, come on into my apartment, please. <laughs> Let's get you a phone. Like, my dad would be like, there's no, we're dropping her off at the psych ward. This lady needs a, you know, she's sick. Well, he does the one smart thing, which is he's, he says the daughter's going to sleep with him that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. First, she's like, doesn't want to her to leave. You know, the daughter's like, can she please spend the night? He's like, no, I'm getting her a cat. And then he's got this moment where he looks at her sleeping and smiles and he cancels, <laughs> and he cancels the car. And I just it's because like, Amy Adams is so charming. I literally screamed out loud, there is no way this would happen. <laughs> like, this wouldn't fly. Could you imagine, Joe, could you imagine somebody comes to your house and they're just in the big poofy dress like that, you know? Like, she wouldn't even make it in th- through the door. I'd just be <laughs> like, hey, 911, like, uh, there's, there's a weird costume person. <laughs> <laughs> But I have this theory that, like, maybe she has some sort of, like, magic Disney power that emanates out of her that makes people just a little bit kinder. I can see That's why people start, like, singing or, like, animals come to her. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just kind of, like, weird. Yeah, because, like, because she has these weird powers and charm things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she does call to the animals and they come. I do like that they threw in all of these like themes that you see in these Disney movies. Like like what you're saying, the animals come to her when she calls it. The roaches even come to her when they call mm-hmm. I, I thought that made me want to vomit. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. She's like singing to them. Oh, that's so great. The animals are helping you clean. You're gonna have to re-clean. <laughs> no, I know. It's like, do you know how dirty roaches are, lady? Those pigeons just washed your dishes. <laughs> oh my god, the whole time. <laughs> You're just like, diseases, diseases, diseases. <laughs> rats, rats. I mean <laughs> But very, very nice. It's very nice that they clean the apartment for her. <laughs> for sure. But it's it's hysterical because then he comes out and he sees all these pigeons and rats and roaches and when he starts to brush the roaches away I was like oh my god he's just touching them with his bare hands you know I know it's CGI I thought it was rude though 
I was like, if you come out and you see this menagerie of animals cleaning your apartment, you just like kick that, literally kick them out. Like, He's like get it. Yeah, there's not a moment where you're like, what's going on? What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt very unappreciative to me. I mean. Oh, wait, I do want to say one of my favorite parts in this movie is their meet cute because she she she's so good and she's like no one has been nice to me and he's like yeah well welcome to new york and she yeah. is so sweet she goes thank you oh yes. that delivery of her line is where i'm like she's gonna this whole rest of the movie's fine because like she is totally the character she's so sincere in the way she plays it it's just like it's a complete person it's not gonna be this weird caricature Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's. I don't know. I I'm still just thinking about Jennifer Aniston now, and I'm just like, there's just no way. I just like, there's no way Rachel Green. No, no. Like, just it just couldn't. I love you, Jen, but no. And Amy Adams was 32 at this point. Oh okay, wow! Well, yeah. And Patrick cool. Dempsey's 40. I, I I noticed it later on in the movie. I just was like, this guy's hair. I thought it was a wig. To the point where I Googled it because I was so blown away. I was like, that's got to be a wig, right? No, it's McDreamy. It's his real hair. And I is seeing all these, there were like all these, uh, I just typed it in his, his name and then hair and then wig question mark, you know? And it's, it was like hair transplant doctors being like, this is real. And this is like the scalp that people ask for, you know, the hairline that they right. dream of. And he is coming. He's coming out with his own uh, pomade. Oh wow! Well, his wife is a really famous makeup artist. Yeah, so they're coming out with a hair hair pomade. Because See, I, I I I never realized that Patrick Dempsey's hair was a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. I mean, but I, it, well, yeah. I'm I like, mean, it's, w- it looks the same since it has like since Loverboy and stuff. That that is true. Oh my god. I'm 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 kind of kicking myself that I've never noticed this because I I love Patrick Dempsey like he's like, one of my like twenty like celebrity crushes so like. his hair I, I love him in Grey's Anatomy and I'm rewatching it so I can attest he's very charming and I just he just doesn't do it for me in this movie because he's so he just feels like not fun I know that's the point mm-hmm. but he really is good at being not fun. But it's also, I think he, like, his character also hasn't really been, like, fleshed out as much, I yeah, feel like. That's like, true. we just know, like, like you said earlier, it's kind of vague what happened to the mother. Like, his whole backstory is kind of vague. Like, why does he actually hate Chula, you know? He says like, that they one never really explain where, it. Yeah, well, he says that he was in love with the mother, and then he woke up, and she left. And so now you can't. So now he wants to marry Adina Mazel because they're both reasonable people who have who are like going to make a rational decision. <laughs> Sounds to me like settling. A hundred percent. Like even Adina Mazel is like kind of a, a romantic in this. Like oh, why yeah. is she with him? You know, like it doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> he's a rich lawyer in New York City. <laughs> I mean that makes yeah that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the size of his apartment, guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah I always love those um things that are like 
I guess they've done it with like the friends apartment and stuff like that. They're like, how much would this apartment actually cost in New York city? Makes you wonder mm-hmm. what that was. But if he's place. like a rich di- divorce attorney, I, it makes sense to me that he would have a lot of money. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also it makes sense that he's jaded about love. He's seeing people break up all day, every day, you know? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't, I feel like they could have played into that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we only really see him with that one client. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't really have any work phone calls. Holy shit, he drops the ball. Wow. His secretary is doing all the work for him. Which, oh, fun fact, actually, that secretary is uh, the same actress who is the voice of Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Stop. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the movie is full of, like, Disney references and Disney actors. Like, oh it's, my like, God. chock full of it. So, the singing voice, t- I don't know if the singing voice as well? Oh. Yeah, it's the same voice, um, singing I and speaking voice. Because you know how some of the movies, like, the speaking voice is different than what the singing, you know. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girl who's the neighbor, she's also somebody, too. She's the voice of Oh, somebody. yeah, that's Pocahontas' uh, singing voice. The the lady with the, with the children that the prince knocks on. Yeah, she's like, you're too late. <laughs> you guys, I'm getting emotional. You don't understand what Dis- Disney, I uh, used to get the Disney soundtracks, but especially Ariel that was like probably the voice that made me want to learn how to sing. I used to practice mm-hmm. the, the songs from The Little Mermaid. I was like five. <laughs> I had the cassette tape. Wow, that's a really fun fact. This is like all filled with Disney stuff. That's really mm-hmm. cool. So she's at that scene where she meets the secretary and he's like, she's looking at the fish in the aquarium. And I love how he's like, don't drink that <laughs> to the water. Then she goes and she spits out the fish. In front of Ariel, which we've now found out. In front of Ariel, yeah. (laughs) She's just like, she's like, hey, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And she like spits out a beta fish. By the way, that scene makes no sense. Because even in like (laughs) Disney Princess Land, why would she drink a fish? (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. I mean, it's so bizarre. That if I'm Patrick Dempsey, that's one call. That's like, that's a check mark in the crazy column, not the, I really do think you're a princess column. I mean, at that point, that column is like, yeah, is like gay high now. It's like, yeah, the animals. The animals is on the I believe your tail. It's also in the I think I'm falling for you column too. Like, really? Oh, I love when she, she cuts out the dress too. She's like, I made this dress. And then he looks <laughs> oh. and it's missing from his curtains. <laughs> That's right. Wait, did we miss also the whole thing with the Dina? Because that already happened. Oh, yeah. Dina comes in. Oh, my God, you guys. We totally skipped over. The shower. She comes out of the shower and birds, pigeons, carry the towel around Mm -hmm. her. That was hot. (laughs) She looked great. I thought that was, I was like, he was like, am I dream? He even was like, I think this is a dream. She looked great. I was like, man, that's a fun scene. She looked beautiful. (laughs) She falls on top of him just in her towel when Adina walks in. Just as Adina walks in. So she's like, of course, he brought some woman home. And she's like, oh, you know, because I guess she's like, you you never let me spend the night or is this your way of, you know, whatever. It's so bad. Like, it's the most, and then the daughter's right there. And I was like, I think There is no coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I would be so Mm -hmm. much more pissed. I was like, she handled herself well. She just was like, bye gonna just leave maybe she was behaving herself and holding it in for the because the daughter was around but I would have been like who the hell is this and we don't know why but the daughter doesn't like her doesn't like Adina she's very mm -hmm. yeah yeah she seems like such a lovely person like she's a fashion designer 
and she's like really cool. She says girlfriend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey girlfriend. <laughs> it's Adina Menzel. The movie makes it seem like um she just hates the idea of having a stepmother, like the daughter. Mm-hmm. That like she just has blinders on, like stepmother, oh she's gonna be evil. Which I love that line later where Amy Adams is like, Oh, Edward has a stepmother, I haven't met her, but she's lovely. And then cut to like <laughs> Saranda <and> being awful. <laughs> So, when she is, though, when she does make the dress out of his curtains, and um, she's stitched that together and everything, and he takes her to work, I was like, I can't believe he's walking in public with her. I don't know, because she's just so crazy. She, I was just like, you should just walk around like, yeah, come on down to my work, you know, where I'm supposed to be super professional. Mm-hmm. Although that dress was lovely, though. Oh, my God. Her costumes as the movie goes on become more modern as mm-hmm. she's kind of like falling more into reality. Yeah. I because I did make a note. I was like, you know, because we noticed this with later on with James Marsden in the movie and stuff like that. They're like, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, cartoons, like when you think about like Disney movies and stuff, like they don't ever really change clothes, do they? No. It's kind of like, this is my dress for the rest of my life. Oh, Belle. Belle and Beauty and the Beast, she wears a variety of clothes. Okay, okay. They, they all well, Ariel did, too. Ariel but, had two costume changes. But you think about, like, the, the prince. When she's and, out of the swimsuit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like, you just think, and it's like, okay, these, these are my clothes. And so I was like, man, you would think that he'd finally be like, hey, you keep ripping up my curtains and stuff to make clothes. Let me take you shopping. You know, mm. well, you know, later on. Well, kinda... but I like that James Marsden, he never changes his clothes in the real world because he stays the same as a character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He never adjusts to it, except I yeah. do love when they add all those souvenirs to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read somewhere that, um, like that her whole transition from being like a cartoon to like a human is like very much tracked throughout the whole thing, yeah, with her clothes and even like the way the music is, where it, in the beginning, it's all like musical style where she sings mm-hmm. and everybody sings with her. And then as the more like a real person she becomes, like the more the soundtrack turns into more like a modern movie where until right at the end, it's all like just a soundtrack playing rather than people singing. Mm-hmm. And oh, I think yeah. that's, yeah. And that great part where James Marsden wants her to finish the song and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, by the way, you guys, he is so good looking, it hurts. <laughs> I literally typed in Google, is James Marsden married? He was. He was, that's right. He's now, and now Ooh. he's dating somebody else, but my sister flew next to him southwest um because he was flying in for he went to austin city limits uh, this is in like 2011 and she's sitting down and he was like hey is anybody sitting there and she's like oh yeah no problem you know he sat next to her and he starts like trying to talk to her not like i mean he was just like making casual conversations she, she mm-hmm. said they talked like the flight and then it wasn't until he got off the plane. She realized who he was. She's like, wait, is that that guy from 27 Dresses or something? And I was like, you? Just like my dad's personality, just straight over her head. She's like, yeah, we just talked about bands and like stuff. And I just was like, 
you were on a plane with him for three hours talking to this man and didn't realize until after he walked off the plane that that was Jay. I, and you didn't get his phone number? <laughs> right? <laughs> I wonder, was this fresh off of his divorce? Uh, right? He got divorced a while ago. Yeah, this was a while ago. I think Catherine, yeah. my little sister was at UCLA when this happened. And, you know, maybe he would, I'm so mad at her. She could have <laughs> been, she could have been, been the next Mrs. Mars. And my little sister, mm-hmm. she looks like Cara Delevingne, you know, she's big blue <laughs> eyes. I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, he's, he's, He's obnoxiously pretty. Like he's the prince, and he followed her through the void to come rescue Giselle. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's his true with, love. Uh, with Pip, the the chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. he's an amazing actor in this. He really is an amazing actor in this. I was like, so I haven't really seen much of his stuff, to be quite honest. I just know he's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, <laughs> but he, I know he can sing, and. He just played the whole thing so well. This was the same year as Hairspray, which he's also in. He's in Hairspray? Mm-hmm. It's funny. There's a Hairspray billboard in the background in Times Square. <laughs> and there's a Wicked one at some point. <laughs> when too. he's on top of the mm-hmm. bus. Yeah. yeah. And Superman Returns, which he's in too. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were just plugging all of their other stuff. They're Everything. just like, let's get in. Let's, let's plug in our other. That's, that's hysterical. So he comes out of the sewer, those bell sleeves. I can't, I can't really, I don't know how to describe that. Mm-hmm. There's giant like balls on his hands. Yes. I'm like, what was that, that costume? And he doesn't change the whole time. That's when I was like, cartoons don't change clothes. They're it's mm-hmm. just, these are my clothes for life. Yeah. He comes to find Giselle. He's got the chipmunk with him who saw everything. Oh, yeah. um, and then Nathaniel, who he thinks is his right-hand man, but is really working for the queen, he comes out, too, to try to sabotage the, the whole thing and kill Giselle with an apple. Mm-hmm. He's played by Timothy Spall, who's uh, the evil rat in Harry Potter. <laughs> so I guess this is just his wheelhouse. He's got such a great look. <laughs> he, he does. He looks like a cartoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I haven't seen all the Harry Potter movies, so I, w- I didn't know who that was. I was like, who is this actor? But I've seen all the Harry Potter movies, but I did it in a haze because I was never into Harry Potter. So when the last movie came out, I was like, this is my last chance. I got to get in on this so we can see the last movie in theaters. And I watched all the movies in like a week. And then I saw oh the movie, God. the last one in theaters, and I remember nothing. <laughs> See, like, people are going to hate me for this, but um, I don't like the Harry Potter movies. We don't hate you. <laughs> You're <on the> right <laughs> I don't hate you. I mean, I, I, I only read the first three. I Me too. Well, the first four. I never read them. I mean, I'm sure I would enjoy them, but it was, I, I don't know what distracted me from finishing them. Probably depression. I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, who knows? Who knows? I feel like we're in that weird age group where, like, people who are older than us, this isn't something they had to deal with. Like for me, Harry Potter wasn't cool when I was in school, but then all of a sudden everyone who's my age loved it. And I was like, well, when, when did Mm -hmm. this become a thing that everyone read? I don't remember that. Mm, Yeah. It's my ex loved it. I did go see one of the last movies with him and I didn't know anything that was going on because I was, (laughs) you know, I hadn't read and I just, so it was kind of the same thing, Jessica, where I was like, I don't even really remember it. But yeah, so that actor who then is trying to cozy up to the the queen, 
he follows them around with poison apples, constantly trying to give her a poison apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And they meet at the park where she bursts into song. Of course. I mean, this is the big number of the movie. Mm-hmm. She uh, she asks uh, Patrick Dempsey, like, well, how does your girlfriend know that you love her? And he's like, oh, she, she just knows. But how? She just does. But how does she know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden her Disney princess powers activate and everybody's singing around her. And it reminded me of a Little Mermaid. It felt very Little Mermaid-esque music. Mm-hmm. With like the, the drums. And then flash mobbish because everybody all of a sudden knows the choreography that's at the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all are dancing. <laughs> like, They're like, oh, here's our cue. We come in and we sing this song. Like even the old people all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Patrick like, Dempsey's like, just like, what is going on? He's like, how do y'all know this song? That's my favorite part is the beginning when Patrick Dempsey, she starts singing and he's like, don't sing. And then the fan behind her starts picking up the music and he goes, oh, is this a song? I don't know it. Like, as if, the, like, is this a popular song I never heard of before? No, no, I just think of you, Jessica, because you said you hate when people, like, sing. So it's just, I like, singing. I can't just yeah. think it's just so funny. Like, I would totally be Patrick Dempsey if this really happened where I'd be like, stop, you, def- you have to stop it. <laughs> but it said that that number took 17 days to film. Oh, I believe it. Oh, right. Like the amount of like extras and just different like carnival looking things that are and like. And having the same lighting around. for each day that mm-hmm. you're shooting it. Wow. I, it was again another one of those I can't believe he's walking in public with her. She had a, car- a caramel apple that somehow melted or set somebody's. That was the poison apple. Yeah. So it was, but it was also, it was covered in the like caramel. caramel yeah yeah because he yeah. gives her he's like free caramel apple for you miss yeah yeah yeah. and then when she throws it it lands on somebody's head and we find out it's acidic <laughs> i love it there's a because there's a snow white reference on that apple like based on the movie because the way the caramel is formed on it forms like a little skull face ah. it's just like how it showed in the disney snow white movie when the queen dips the apple in the thing and shows a little skull on it. I love all of your Disney trivia. This is like making, <laughs> this was the perfect movie for you to choose. No, this is so, this is so interesting. Like, especially, I, I'm like blown away. I'm like, what are, these are all these fun facts. And actually, um, you said earlier that they, they reminded you of The Little Mermaid. Um, the composer for the whole movie was the composer for Little Mermaid. Ah. Yeah, it was Alan Menken who did all the all the great classic Disney musicals, basically. Oh, my God. And uh, the lyricist was Stephen Schwartz, who did Pocahontas, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame, a lot of great ones. He did Wicked, actually. Oh, wow. So. So it's like getting to work with Adina again and pulling her in. Now, was Frozen I know she doesn't this? sing. She doesn't sing in this movie. What, but does she do the song at the at the end though? The- no, that's Carrie Underwood. Okay, I I I, I didn't know. I, I just assumed it was Adina because uh, it you should know, be. Because yeah, why hire Adina Menzel if she won't sing? Yeah. But fun fact, there was going to be they they made they wrote a song for her called Enchanted, and she was going to sing it at the end when she marries like James Martin. But for some reason, it got cut. Which why? <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy to bring what? her on and not ever sing. You're I mean, have, to have her come on a musical and not sing. Is that's that just mind-boggling. You know what? Maybe she was, was she, was she in the middle of also doing runs of Wicked? I was going to say, maybe she was preserving her voice for the stage, you know? Right. 
I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So she could have recorded it and lip synced. I know there's, 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 there's gotta be a reason. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. I thought that was her at the last, at the end credit. I just was like, I assumed, well, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Well, so um, they have this big musical number in the park and while that's happening, the prince is like hot on her trail. And that's like the, for a while, that's the format of the movie. It's like, he's looking for her. He can't find her. They end up in this hotel where he calls the TV, the, the magic box or a magic mm-hmm. mirror box. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The magic mirror. Who paid where, for the hotel, by the way? Right. I was wondering that too. Nathaniel maybe, because he's like the one that knows what's going on. I just was curious. I was like, who, who? But how did they get like human money? <laughs> Right? That's what I was wanting. I was curious because she didn't have anywhere to go. Maybe she didn't got know them her ass from Those apples in the park. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I was so <laughs> curious. So they're in this motel and they're watching the TV. So funny to see him so fast. Yeah, and they see a soap opera. That's where Nathaniel starts to get the hint that maybe the queen isn't as into him as he thinks. Mm-hmm. All right, another Disney fun fact. That soap opera, you can kind of hear the Beauty and the Beast theme playing in the background. Because those two actors are Belle and the Beast. They were there. Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Wait, okay, when you say Beauty I and the Beast. I love they did that. The That's Beauty so cool. and the Beast theme, do you mean like the song like Celine Dion, Peebo Bryson? Like Tale oh. as Old as Time? Or? Kind of, like sort of like a musical theme of it. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite soundtracks, by the way. It's yeah. my favorite movie of all time. Oh my God, okay, okay. Wait, did you see the, did you see the remake? Oh yeah, I hated it. <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see it, but I do know the song How Does the Moment Last Forever that Celine did for it. That is really pretty though. But then it's Celine. I love Celine. I'm, I worship Celine Dion. I'm obsessed with her <laughs> and I could talk to you for hours about her. I've met her twice. Can we do a Celine Dion podcast? <laughs> I will do a Celine Dion podcast. I will have a meet. Once COVID is over, can we please get together and talk about Celine Dion? Because I yes, um, yes, Chloe has a has a Celine Dion fan Instagram called Celine Dion, (laughs) Celine underscore Dion. As soon as this is over, I am following you and I'm gonna like just like message you nonstop. (laughs) I went to Montreal last November just to go see her sing in French. So okay, oh wow, yeah, Chloe is the biggest Celine Dion fan I've ever. I just want to hug you right now, but COVID and computers and stuff that's in the way. Um, Let's talk about Love was my first album. Stop! It, we, we just had the 20th anniversary. I mean, uh, yeah, anniversary just happened. Um, so, wow. This is great. Um, so, Beauty and the Beast. In the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, we're, we get this idea, because I do love Nathaniel turns to the prince at one point and says, do you like yourself? Because he's starting to like pick up on that the queen's not treating him very well. And, and mm-hmm. uh, the prince goes, well, yeah, what's not to like? <laughs> I want his confidence. <laughs> yeah, the whole time, like Nathaniel is just like getting like, his self-esteem brought up because like, oh, I worship this queen, but she treats me horribly. He, mm-hmm. he has an art, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it kind of foreshadows what they try to do with one of the characters in the Beauty and the Beast remake, the Josh Gad character. But I think it's done so much better here than it is over there. Yeah, I agree. So, mm-hmm. Do any Disney princess, princes ever have self-esteem issues? I can't think of one. No, they're, they're well, 
Aladdin kind of did. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. Aladdin kind of did because they were like street rat. Meh, meh. All the straight white male princes are just fine. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 then, but then he becomes Prince Ali and then he gets a little cocky. But yeah, but I'm like... Oh, does the beast count? Because he's kind of like ashamed that he's a monster. And then he's like using that to like yeah. lash out on people. I mean, and he's cursed. Yeah. But he was an asshole beforehand. Oh, so. <laughs> was he right? <laughs> So, yeah. like, <laughs> oh my god, I love all this Disney stuff. Oh my god, this is making my day. So, we now are going to the date, right? Where they're at the mm-hmm. pizza place. Yeah, the, well, also the love story, the basic, like, conflict of the love story here that we're getting is that um, Patrick Dempsey and Adina Mazzell have been dating for five years, and he has not proposed, but he's thinking about it. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Amy Adams and James Marsden are engaged, ready to be married, and they have known each other for one day. I do love she's like, one day. And he's like, that Patrick Dempsey's like, that can't be right. And she's like, tomorrow it will be two days. Two days. <laughs> so there's like an interesting kind of like conversation going on about like, is when is it too long to like be in a relationship and not take that step? And when is it too short? And like, when you know when should you be rational and when should you be like head over heels spontaneous that like mm-hmm. i like all the thought that goes into that that you don't really have those conversations normally with a fairy tale mm. yeah it, it it kind of um it sort of explores it a, a little bit of uh, because like love itself is a very it's a complicated like feeling and yeah the patrick dempsey side kind of like overthinks things and you put walls and kind of defend yourself and you have to be like we have to be rational we have to be we have everything has to be planned out everything has to be like really perfect and then versus like the amy adams a disney version of love where like oh if you feel it just go for it yeah. and it, it like i feel like it, it you're right that it kind of like it's a very interesting conversation for a rom-com to be have to be having yeah, because there's so many different levels and so many different movies where these things happen where it just seems like it's magic, you know? I feel mm-hmm. like in rom-coms a lot, if the people have been together for a really long time, they're usually going to break up and the person in the rom-com meets somebody else who they click with fast. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I started- think that's what, like for Beauty and the Beast, that's what I like so much about that compared to the others is it feels like that's a fairy tale where the two characters spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. you have these other ones, like for Cinderella, she dances with him once. Mm-hmm. One yeah. Night, yeah. You know? And then, because in this one, Amy Adams, the prince catches her and he goes, we should be married tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Hello. We'll be married tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think my favorite is Ariel going on the date with, with Prince Eric. and Oh, and the, the robot. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a couple of dates with him. But she can't talk. Yeah. She can't. So that would be like a normal date where the guy just talks the whole time. <laughs> You're just like, you don't get a word in. It also seemed like Ariel was more interested in like everything around her except mm-hmm. the prince. Like, oh my God, humans. Yeah. Like puppets. Yeah, you're my, you're my ticket to so all this. Where the people mm-hmm. are. Oh, yes. Guys, I love mm-hmm. She's like, I want to be people are um i love I it so see, much want to see you there <laughs> jessica's gonna kill us <laughs> i know we're gonna be <laughs> she's, she's like don't do it 
No, this whole episode is gonna it's gonna be a reverse enchanted where we all start singing towards the end. (laughs) And Jessica's gonna be like, I am edit, edit, edit. I do I really like the songs in this though. There's not a ton of them, which which helps me because that's what I hate about musicals is when they're like music heavy. But I Mm -hmm. think there's what, like three or four musical numbers in this, and they're all great. Yeah, and and the choreography, everything, it's very I'm surprised, are they developing this? Well, I mean, obviously COVID has put everything on pause, but it makes me wonder if they're going to develop this into an actual Broadway musical. They should have done a Broadway musical of it. You know, my little sister was super into musicals for a while, and I remember her saying that the amount of time it takes for them to develop a Broadway show is like over a decade. A long time. Yeah, Yeah, that it's always, it's never just like- There's supposed to be a sequel. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's in the works called Disenchanted. And it's like 10 years later and Amy Adams is like still with Patrick Dempsey and she's wondering if she made the right choice. No. Ooh. Okay. Which Ooh. I think is a really interesting idea. And it mm-hmm. said uh, that she's attached, James Marsden is attached, and Patrick Dempsey is open. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. What are you doing, Patrick? Dempsey? Yeah, what are you doing? But you're like, I don't know. Let me check my schedule. We're going opening weekend. That's happening. <laughs> yes. Like my calendar for 2023 or whatever. No, I. But I, I think this would make actually a really great Broadway musical because of the musical numbers that involves all these background people. I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe in like 2030, it's gonna come. You know, it'll. Yeah. I yeah. Because the songs are so great, and like they're. Like, three of them got nominated for, like, an Oscar. Hmm. She was nominated for a Golden Globe for it, um, mm-hmm. Amy Adams, and she lost to Marianne Cotillard, who then won the Oscar. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> well, because well, Marianne Cotillard, it was for La Vie en Rose, which they threw in as a comedy musical. <laughs> like, that feels like cheating. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. Either. Did she play Edith Piaf? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like a drama. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a comedy one? Well, they're saying it's a musical, but because she's, you know, I don't think I'd count Love Vienna Rose as a musical. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I do, I do love Edith Piaf, man. Um, <laughs> so they now go on their date to the pizza place. This mm-hmm. is when I actually first noticed his hair and I was like, I'm Googling this. Like, what? That's just <laughs> not, you know. So they have this moment and she's like, wait, we're eating, blah, blah, blah. This is a date. And he's like, no, this isn't a date. We're just friends. And I just was like, oh, God. You know, <laughs> poor girl. I love how just amazed she was at that magic trick. <laughs> just this little move with her ear, really. She was like, oh. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, like shaking out her oh, ear. Is there more in there? <laughs> <laughs> I also was thinking about it. If a guy tried to do magic tricks for me on a date at a dinner table, he would have to be really cute. You know mm. what? I would be into it. I am into it. Sleight of hand, I find very impressive. <laughs> I just, it would, it would have to, it just, it depends on how much I was into the guy and if he was weird about it. You know what I mean? In the same way. Sometimes magicians are weird. Like, like you have to be a certain level of cute and that I'm into you before you can like do magic tricks and I'll be genuinely impressed. Because otherwise. (laughs) You're going to pull a quarter behind my ear from behind my ear. I'm going to be like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? Like, what are you? (laughs) So the chipmunk or whatever shows up at dinner and we, they, Everybody, obviously, in the restaurant freaks out. They think there's mm-hmm. a rodent in the restaurant. That has happened to me. Because there is. Yeah, that has happened to <laughs> me once at a restaurant Ooh. in L.A. I was at Birds next to UCB, Franklin, and I was with my improv team, 
and we're eating and we're just having a great time and a rat ran down the wall. Like it, like, oh wait, like it, we, we all screamed and the, <laughs> the waitress and everybody was so horrified. They like comped our meal and all of our drinks, I think to be like, please don't tell anybody. And I'm telling y'all now, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but there were- And so are they close. even open right now? So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This was in like 2013, 24, but I was like, there was a straight up rat that like, whoosh, and it was um, just right by our booth and it was awful. Um, but yeah, so you see them freak out and they toss what the pizza into the oven and she thinks that her little chipmunk friend is dead. Yeah. Cause the uh, Nathaniel's there with an apple martini trying to poison mm-hmm. her again. Yeah. It only takes one sip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the chipmunk survives, but she's so emotional at first. Cause she thinks that. Yeah. Know. Everybody thinks that it's dead. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. like they saw the big fire thing as it like hurls into the oven. Yeah. And this leads to uh, her first emotion of being angry, which I, that, that scene is a great scene where also that would be another column in the, I think she's crazy department where she's like, I'm so, so angry. And then she just starts laughing. (laughs) There's this moment where she's reading like a storybook, right? To the daughter. What is Mm -hmm. with this trope? Oh, Red Riding Hood. What is with this trope in movies of men watching whatever woman they're into reading the book to their kid like they've never seen it before like i can't believe she's reading a storybook to my daughter and they're always just shaking their head and smiling and i was like you know what that's why men always the way you hear about men falling for the babysitter because i'm like yeah read a story to a kid like and they're always just in the movies just watching her like like she's doing something just so amazing i ever then she has that moment where she touches his chest and they do the almost kiss Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She felt Randy for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, like, ooh. Like, and they do the like, almost hmm, kiss. What are these feelings? Yeah. Yeah, that sexual tension. Yes. And it's, the, and it's that, oh, but we can't because he's got the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Where is she? And she's got the prince. And she's got the prince. Yes. Who shows up the next day? Oh, yeah. But before mm-hmm. he's like, he, he's not coming like blah 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 and she's like was the only word you know is no or something like that right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's no fun the prince shows up james marsden finally shows up at this point if i was patrick dempsey i'd be like is this is this performance theater that i'm a part yeah, of yeah like am i am i being conned is where, where are the hidden cameras but then he like pulls out his sword i'm like oh he's straight up about to murder him <laughs> the apartment <laughs> Him and his daughter. <laughs> Could you imagine the crime scene and the cops coming and the detectives trying to get the story? Well, it was this lady who said she came from, you know, fairy tale land and then the prince showed up and he murdered her and bloodbath. <laughs> like, oh my god, it'd be great. It would be like a true crime podcast. <laughs> There'd be a dateline episode. People would be watching it like the OJ trial, the Disney murder trial. But this leads to my my all-time favorite line, which is James Marsden, when he takes her, he takes Giselle and they're leaving Patrick Dempsey and his daughter, and he goes, thank you for taking care of my bride, peasants. Yes. (laughs) I laughed so hard. I wasn't expecting him to call them peasants. He's so great. Again, like, with his character, he's just, uh, he he does it so well. He's just as great as, like, Amy Adams wearing, like, like any other actor, like that would just be kind of like a kooky, like unbelievable caricature. But then because it's James Marsden, 
you just believe that this guy is the is a is a cartoon come to yeah. life. Yeah, he is a, he's so good. And so they're walking away. She's walking away with the prince, and then the daughter's like, "I'm gonna miss her," and the dad's like, "Me too." And I'm just like. I still just am, I'm like, if that happened to you, wouldn't you just be like, what the hell happened over the last two, three days? Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that? I just feel, watching it this time, that the daughter doesn't have enough to do in this movie. Not really. Kind of an accessory, right? Yeah, and she, her one nice moment with Giselle is coming up when they go shopping and she is like, mm-hmm. is this what shopping with your mother is like? Oh. And so like, I don't know, I never went shopping with my mother. And it's like, but that's it? that's your moment as you guys went shopping like you know what i mean there wasn't the bonding that i i remembered there being Bonded. yeah mm-hmm. uh, i yeah, feel like I the feel daughter like... is like a side piece to that's this. what i'm she saying just she's really just there she's just an accessory. an accessory yeah yeah especially since the movie's trying to say that like why giselle works with like patrick Dempsey because she gets gets along with the daughter so well but we needed to see that more. We needed to explore that more. Yeah. Also, for like, there needed to be a moment where Patrick Dempsey does something and the daughter's like, this is what I miss. Like, you used to be fun and you're not fun anymore. Yeah. Like, there needed to be that moment where she's like, so ever since mom left, died, mm-hmm. that you've been different and you've made life really, like, sad. Or, like, there just needed to be a moment where it's, like, he realizes. Like, you know what I mean? He's, he's got that spark back now that she's, yeah. And I... Yeah, also- it's kind of like, like, in The Sound of Music where, like, the dad is, like, really strict the whole time and then Maria shows up and all of a sudden, like, there's some music in the house. Like, oh. yeah, something like that. Where, yeah, like, Sound of Music. Oh, my God. There needed to be something where he, he realizes that he, in, in trying to protect the daughter from getting hurt, he's been hurting her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we then see him at work, though, the second time in the movie that he's at work. He's a lawyer, but he's, only, you know, barely at work. And the divorce is <laughs> one case, one client. It's one client, and they're getting back together. They're calling off the divorce, and he's upset so about it. So they lost that account. <laughs> he's upset about it. He's like, well, wait. And they're like, sometimes problems aren't whatever, you know, and she really does have a great smile or something about her eye. I can't remember what it was. But... Mm-hmm. Her eyes sparkle. Yeah. Just that was so sad they were getting divorced. Mm-hmm. There's, again, the magical moment. So also when they're on that shop. But that is, yeah, like to what Joe was saying, that she kind of is like oozing magic. Like she has that aura the charm. to her that like just makes yeah. people just like be nicer. That's, I never thought of that. That's, that, I think it's true though. And uh, also love when the daughter's like, says something about boys are always after that, only after that one thing. And then she's like, well, what is it? She's like, I don't know. They won't tell me or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. She's a virgin. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, oh my god! I never even thought of that. She's so like, you're right. <laughs> do, 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 do Disney princesses even know what sex is? I don't mean I, they know what a kiss is. I don't know. Ariel has never had a vagina until oh, like, the movie, so it's okay. <laughs> I feel like Disney princesses never have kids. No, they're just pure. They- well, Ariel had a daughter in the sequel. Okay. That's one. Mm-hmm. They have purity That's rings. One. Yes. <laughs> they have purity. They're all wearing their purity rings. Yeah, just love when she's like, they're only after one thing. I don't know. Nobody will tell me. And Amy Adams is like, oh. Yeah, that's hysterical. Well, James Marsden wants to go back to Andalasia and get married, and Amy Adams says that she wants a date first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know what a date is. <laughs> well, she didn't either, like, two days ago. Yeah, but... but uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so they go. So that's when you get them on the on. Is it the Brooklyn Bridge? I don't know New York very I well. think it is the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, and he's wearing, and he's the lady, wearing every I love New York. The Lady Liberty crown. Um, and he, he gets confused when like she tells him that uh, oh you're eating a hot dog or a hot dog. Like, oh, no, it's not actually a dog. They just call it that. <laughs> yeah, she's such a New Yorker now. <laughs> After, like, what, two and a half days? <laughs> but she's stalling because now that now she basically has fallen in love with Patrick Dempsey and she's not ready to admit it and she's not ready to go back to Andalasia with the prince. So they agree to go to the ball and then they'll go back to Andalasia to get married. And Patrick Dempsey and Adina Mazzell are also going to the ball. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because uh, the ball was uh, set up earlier because that was going to be the apology present to Edina Mansell. That's right. For finding yeah, her. Yeah, it does deliver flowers to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, what, what is, the, I guess, the theme? It's some kind of a ball they do every year, right? Because Kings and queens or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some sort of, like, fairy tale ball. Yeah. Um, and everyone is dressed up like, Cinderella, except for Amy Adams, who goes in a super modern mermaid dress and looks amazing. I really like that. <laughs> I love that. And the people are wearing wigs. Like Adina Menzel is wearing this like curly number. I don't like it at mm-hmm. all. But it's like, <laughs> just like it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Then he's just like, I love when they have this introduction because, like you're saying, Amy Adams is like dressed so modern. Everyone else looks like they're out of fairy tale book cinderella Mm -hmm. sleeping beauty very medieval this is the end of her arc she's now like a part of the real world Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she's in this beautiful dress and they come down down the steps and adina melzell's like why is she here you know whatever (laughs) she comes in i love that they're trying to introduce like introduce themselves and um Mm -hmm. patrick dempsey's like she's she's uh and then finally adina menzel's like we're together like he doesn't want to. <laughs> and James Marsden looks at Amy Adams and he's like, This is the love of my life, my heart's true desire. And Adina Menzel's face, she's like, Wow. <laughs> no, it's just the way you said it, like so straightforward, not a hint of irony. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so romantic. I just was like, so typical that he can't even be like, This is my girlfriend of five years. You know, she's like, We're together. Like, I'm your date, you know? Like at that point, Maybe like, fiance. <laughs> yeah, if you can't even say it out loud, oh, like, come on, idiot, so this is a by the way, this is definitely a proposal where there's no ring, right? Oh, this has got to be like, did you guys see Sweet Home Alabama with Patrick Dempsey? Where he takes <laughs> spoiler for that, and that one he takes Reese Witherspoon to Tiffany's or something like that, and mm-hmm. it's like, surprise, you get to pick out your ring, we're getting engaged. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would be the move in this one, too, yeah. is he'd be like, we're engaged, so now you should take care of the ring. Here's my credit card. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, like, it's, like, I don't know if that's romantic or not, because, like, you need to put the effort into picking the perfect ring, like, I feel like. Well, Jessica and right? I talked about this before, where Jessica's parents didn't have, right? They was, it was like an escalator oh, my, proposal. my parents' proposal was not romantic. My dad proposed on an escalator, and it was like, do you want to get married? And my mom was like, yeah, let's get married. And then he was like, okay, well, we're at the mall. Let's go pick out a ring. <laughs> and with my parents, it was- They're not still together. <laughs> my mom abandoned my dad at a dinner because it was some like 
holiday dinner at the hospital and all the doctors are there with their wives and they announced that this is blah, blah, blah with their wife and blah, blah, blah with their fiance. And then they said, Dr. Jacobs with his friend. And my <laughs> oh God, my mom abandoned him. She took his car and she left. <laughs> and then apparently she was then like, we've been together three and a half years. We're either getting married or we're breaking the fuck up. Like, <laughs> so there was no get down on one knee. I just, yeah. I'm like, if I get married in this life, I love how I'm like in this life because I very much think <laughs> about reincarnation. That guy better have a ring on him and he better get down on one knee and I would like something nice. I sent Brad pictures. And you had a beautiful proposal. Because I was like, well, because Brad and I were basically, uh, we decided to get married before he proposed. Yeah. Mm. And so I kept forwarding him pictures because I was like, this is what I'm looking for. I want something in the vein of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when romantic that is. But it's like when couples look at rings and they're kind of like, is this your style? Because they don't want to pick out but some. Brad has terrible, you guys mm-hmm. have met Brad. Brad has terrible taste. So <laughs> when it came to like getting a ring, I was very like, I don't want him, you know, because I was like, what if he picks out like something that I truly hate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And then you have to return it. <laughs> you're like oh yeah, that makes sense could you imagine if someone's like and this belonged to my great-grandmother blah 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 and you're like i hate it that was <laughs> my rules i was like i don't want an antique i want something new because i i didn't want anything haunted oh <laughs> hey hey i feel you on like, that i believe in that i don't oh, want any like haunted jewels 100 I mean, percent. that makes sense <laughs> i believe in that mm-hmm. stuff too you know that's why i, I wanted something that looked old but was brand new love it I love Is it. Is there a horror? There should be a horror movie where it's a haunted, like, like wedding ring that's been passed right. down for generations, and then the soul of like, like the great 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 grandmother is slowly taking over, like the the white girl, the fiance. Somebody's gonna all listen to this podcast and steal that. You better. So we trademarked it. It's done. Yeah, exactly. This belongs to Joe. <laughs> that was his idea. Don't you dare. No, it's us. November November 19th, <laughs> 2020, you guys. The Haunted Wedding Ring. That's a great movie idea. I like it. It kind of reminds me of that old story from um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which was one of my favorite Ooh. books as a kid. I love that. Oh, yeah. I was so into all that stuff. And there's one about the wedding dress that she gets from like an antique shop. But it's not haunted. Ooh. It's got... It, somebody was buried in it and it was soaked in formaldehyde, right? And then she's dancing. She and dies, right? She dies because she gets... Oh. I loved those books. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The movie, I that was amazing, so though. crazy about it. But those, <laughs> those illustrations, y'all, if you... So good. I mean, those are haunting. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, we have to talk about... My favorite part of this movie is this bonkers line where the DJ goes, well, it's that time of the night. When gentlemen should dance with the woman that they didn't come with. I know, I what the hell? <laughs> and then it's like, and this is the father-daughter dance. Like, what? I've never heard of this dance. It's basically the Mr. Steal Your Girl dance, right? <laughs> they should have played that song, Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> oh my God, that part is so funny. And then we've got some guy uh, who I looked up the song that he's singing that it's again you brought up steven schwartz i guess um Mm -hmm. so because i was like who is that singer who's singing i didn't you know i was like yeah it's john something john mclaughlin it says Mm -hmm. he's had a couple of like hit songs i think back in the day yeah so i guess his song beating my heart 
I know that one because my little sister sang it with her acapella group. But other than Aww. that, I didn't know who this guy was. Um, but during that dance, so Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey dance, and he, Patrick Dempsey, starts singing starts along to, sing. to the music. And I get that it's like he's starting to crack. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. What would you do? <laughs> you guys, you guys, wait. You guys. I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. If I'm dancing, if I'm slow dancing and there's a band and the person I'm dancing would start singing with the band, but like under his breath. But what if they have a great voice? I don't think he does. But, but, but I mean, like, could you imagine if it was like, I don't know, like, I'm just throw it out there, like John Mayer, something's kind of voice. Like, no, I'm done. No, but it's also like, if I'm really into the guy and like, and he's just got this step exterior and then all of a sudden we're dancing and like this really romantic thing and then he just starts kind of humming and singing. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm into this. Yeah, me too, right? I would melt, I would melt. I remember mm-hmm. guys- but To me, it's like, it's, a, it's like a star factor thing where it's like, oh, this guy has to be the center of attention. <laughs> like, you can't just let the guy sing the song. Like, it's weird to me. But, but also, I just remember at like bar and bot mitzvah parties, the guys would do it like as a joke. Like, especially I remember I, when I think of like somebody singing while slow dancing, I remember they used to, every bar mitzvah party, they'd play Nice and Slow by Usher. And I just remember the guys would always like sing it, and then they do that the part in the middle. They call me U S H E R. What you know the I don't know. So that's that's where my especially especially if they're like singing it like whispery to your ear while you're dancing <laughs> close. So like, weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I can let a guy sing in my ear all day, every day. Oh no, I, am, like, I think that's so romantic. Me too. <laughs> me too. Somebody serenade me. Damn it. Haven't mm-hmm. had that. I guess when I was 20, I dated a guy for a hot minute who had a good singing <laughs> voice and I loved it. Um, and then Susan Sarandon comes because as she says, poison apples don't grow on trees and we're down to our last one. Yeah. So she comes to the ball and she pretends to be the beggar, old beggar woman again. And she mm-hmm. gets Amy Adams to eat the apple because she realizes that. So this is also part where I'm like, is Amy Adams really a threat to you anymore if her true love is Patrick Dempsey? Yeah, yeah, you, you could just like let her live in New York at that point. Yeah, right. right? Like mm-hmm. just, just have her st- like convince her to go to Patrick Dempsey, and then your problem solved. But instead, she's mm-hmm. like, um, "I can make all your pain go away, and, and if you eat one bite of this apple, you'll forget about Patrick Dempsey and his daughter." I would go for that apple to forget about my ex. <laughs> a couple of my exes. I'd it's be very like, eternal sunshine. If she, yes, if she didn't look like a witch, if she just looked like a, like a psychic lady who was like, you know, it was like somebody who's like, hey, this crystal will work. And she was like, hey, eat this apple. You'll forget about your ex. I'd be like, mm, all right, let's try it. Why not? Mm-hmm. I've heard coming as the old beggar woman is a strange choice in a ball in new york like you know what i mean doesn't feel like yeah. security would have escorted she her looks out like the, the witch from, she looks like the witch from snow white come to life yeah like if, if she would have just stayed in that costume she would have blended in like perfectly mm, yes <laughs> but amy adams takes a bite she collapses because she's been poisoned um, and as soon as Serena keeps going i think she just swooned mm-hmm. and then they say patrick Dempsey is like it's true love's kiss and so james marsden kisses her and nothing happens Mm-hmm. Oh my God! <laughs> violently kissing her a bunch. <laughs> Could you imagine James Marsden kissing when you were asleep and you weren't even awake to experience it? What a shame! <laughs> and then this is the part. So of course he finally. You know what? I have to say, hats off to his character for then 
looking at stepping aside and being like, Hey, Patrick, fucking kiss her. We're running out of time. Maybe it's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even Edina is like, just kiss her. Like, mm-hmm. like everybody's like really mature about it. Yeah. And they're just like, she's like, do nice. it. You know, we're, the clock is ticking. Cause once it hits 12, you know, Susan Sarandon keeps telling everybody she's dead. Right. And then he kisses her and she wakes up. And the first thought I had, <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. I was just like, if I was Adina Menzel and that was my date, I'd be so fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, would, I would probably like walk into the bathroom to go tweet about it and be like, you guys won't fucking believe what happened to me. Yeah. I'm at this gala or I'm at this dance ball. <laughs> and my date fucking just saved somebody's life because they happen to be their true love. I mean, not just date. Like, the guy you've been dating for five years. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who is technically your fiancé. Yeah, I'm like, he just, <laughs> he just saved uh, someone's life because he kissed her in true love's first kiss. Now they're making out. And now they're kissing and it happened in front of everyone at this ball. <laughs> I would be like, I hate oh, another- my life. Another cool Disney, like, little trivia thing. When um, Amy Adams is passed out all poisoned, she, she, she's kind of paler. Mm-hmm. She's made to look, like, paler and, like, more washed out. But then as soon as Patrick Dempsey kisses her, like, all of a sudden, like, like she gets colored again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right term. And that's kind of a reference to how they did it in Sleeping Beauty, where the color palette, while she was a asleep was like very muted and very like gray but then once the prince kisses her like she gets saturated all of a sudden as if like the life has been like restored back and they kind of do the same thing with this one so just a little yeah no i mean because i guess like the life comes back into her Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah she saves her but it's but it's not so fast because Mm -mm. Now they're on top of a building. <laughs> like, how yeah, okay. She turned and into now, a dragon. Surely now Amy Adams is not a threat to Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like James Marsden's the problem. James Marsden is like, once we go back, because uh, Nathaniel confesses everything. Mm-hmm. Once we go back to Andalasia, I'm telling everyone, you're never going to be queen again. James Marsden's the problem, but she becomes a dragon and goes after Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey. She grabs Patrick Dempsey for some reason. Like, right? Why? Like, yeah, like let them go. <laughs> like, like, have it out with your like stepson, like on the yeah, street. Yeah, this isn't going to solve your your power problem. Mm-hmm. Also, just I have to shout out to the special effects team. You know, with that mm-hmm. drag, but also again, I love. Oh, I forgot to say. The people at the ball don't even realize they think it's a show because they're like, oh, this is better than last year's performance, I guess. <laughs> Which makes sense. I feel like uh, until she turns into a dragon, it feels like a show. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. The dragon part's yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and even yeah. then, like, if, if you've drink, been drinking enough at a ball <gasps> like, and somebody turns into a dragon, you'd be like, oh, brilliant special effect. Because like, this, this, like, this is like, that's like Met Gala or, you know. <laughs> Kind of costume. Holy That's shit. like next year at the ball. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be disappointed because they're like, "You, sh- I thought you said there's gonna be a show." I know. Like last year, <laughs> there was a dragon. Like now, there's not. First through the building. Did they? Did they cut the budget? I love though that Amy Adams is the one that has to go save him. And then this whole scene mirrors the beginning, the animated scene where James Marsden mm-hmm. has to save Amy Adams from a troll. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how she even leaves one shoe. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella. And there's a lot of great little Disney moments. So many references. So this is like Disney references to the movie. It's like Disney basically. vomited all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. And she saves him. And he falls and she catches him this time. And then they have what everybody wants in their lifetime at least once, which is like a rainy wet kiss. Oh. On a rooftop, on a skyscraper. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know how they get down from there because that's like, right. they're like 60 stories in the air or something. And it's so mm-hmm. wet and slick. Yeah. Like, they should have died. Yeah, they mm. really should. Yeah. I was like, they need a helicopter rescue, right? Yeah, you would mm-hmm. have to call, you would have to call in the firefighters, man. They'd have to come up with their, with their heli, with the chopper. That's a good point. How did they get down? Huh. Then Adina finds the slipper and James Marsden puts it on her and it fits perfect. It and then fits. they decide to get married. So <laughs> she goes back to him. This kind of reminds me a little bit of Splash. In mm. that, at the end of Splash, where Tom Hanks just kind of jumps in the water to live with the mermaid. With the, and he's like, "I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a fucking gonna live with the mermaid." Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to be a mermaid. Not, you know, call my friends and let them know. Nah. <laughs> How are you gonna breathe there? Yeah, cancel my care. apartment. <laughs> he's nah. Just let's just just jumping in the water. Same thing with her. She's just like ah. Screw New York City. I'll be an animated princess. I'm going to go be a cartoon. Like, she had a successful fashion business that she just leaves behind. She waited five years to get married. She's ready. Yeah. (laughs) It cuts to them as cartoons getting married. Poor Adina Menzel gets, her character gets to fall in love with James Marsden. And they didn't even write her a real life on screen kiss. They're like, oh, we're going to draw it. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, I'd talk to the director and I'd be like, no, can we not? Can we not? Can we have like one real light? Like he puts the shoe on and then like we make out a little bit. Then you can draw the wedding. That's fine. No, he's like, we're just going to draw that on screen kiss. I'd be like, fuck <laughs> I hate you so much. Her phone rings during the, uh, during the cartoon wedding and she smashes it. She's like, oh, Good reception here. Smashes it. It's probably her work being like, where the fuck are you? We're a family. We're a family. We haven't heard from you in days. Has she been murdered? There's like, cut to like somebody, somebody crying on the television. We haven't heard from her. And if anybody has she her, disappeared. her back. All we found was one slipper. <laughs> and here's like the security cam footage of her. She jumps into a sewer. We don't know where she I is. I know, it's like she's been kidnapped. Oh, it's so good. This is so good. And then Amy Adams, <laughs> she starts a fashion company. Yes. What was the and name her, of it? Her em- Andalasia. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Andalasia Fashion. And her employees are squirrels or uh, rats and Like pigeons. rats and pigeons. <laughs> of course. Of course. And then we have two book releases, right? We've got yes. the chipmunks. What was it called? Like uh, silence is silence is golden. golden. Yeah, thank oh, you. Isn't golden. Isn't golden. And the other one was ro- my royal <laughs> my royal pain, right? Yes, my royal pain, vanquishing the evil queen within. And they've got Ooh. they're both got a lot of people. Yeah, bestsellers. The cartoon. Wait a world. second. Why does that title sound vaguely homophobic? Vanquishing the evil queen within. <laughs> 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 like, what are you trying to make me share? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but I love that they're both a success. They they were like, 
it's a real happily ever after for everybody. It really mm-hmm. is. It really is. Minus the fact that her kiss got drawn. I'm still upset about that. But you know, but yeah. she, that she did get to get to go off with him. And then we have the ending where I thought it was Adina Menzel singing. It was not. But it's Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. Everybody was happy. Oh, I do have one more big point. I I read about this, so I, I didn't see it. But we did Can't Buy Me Love on this podcast a million years ago. Oh, Starring Patrick Dempsey. And at the ball, so there is a point where the people in the background all start doing his African anteater ritual dance from Can't Buy Me Love. That's what it was. Oh, my God. That's what it was. See, they're having so much fun on set. Mm-hmm. They are. Do you think Patrick Dempsey was like, that's so funny, or is like, you gotta be fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, I, see, I, I feel like it was it was probably one of those things like where they were like, let's fuck with him and let's see if he notices. And then he probably was like, you guys, oh my god, you know, it was like, okay, I can't okay, tell if he's cool or not. You know, I can't tell if Patrick Dempsey is someone who like could laugh at that or would be like, oh yeah, what that's from a movie I did. Okay. Mm. I, I can't hard get a read, to read on it. Hard to read. You're right. Especially since he's open, quote unquote, to the sequel. You know? Yeah, like, okay, <laughs> yeah. dude, I'm open. All right. What are you doing? <laughs> making hair gel? What is he doing? He's not on Grey's Anatomy anymore. Make, I mean, he's on for a minute, but. Making hair gel. That's what he's doing. Get over yourself and do Disenchanted. Uh, yeah. I know. I hope they make it. I had so much. So this was, how many times have you seen this, Joe? I mean, I've seen it. I mean, around the time it came out, I saw it a ton of times. Okay. Um, but it's been a while since I've seen this, actually. So maybe a good, like, five, six years since I've seen it. Okay. And then I watched it, like, fairly recently, which led me to suggest they Enchanted for the podcast. And then I watched it, like, again, just, like, now. Oh, I love so. it. Jessica, what about you? I don't think I've seen it since it came out. Okay. I- um, and I, I was hoping it would age well, and I think it did. I think there's minor problems I have with the movie, but Amy Adams is so damn enchanting. <laughs> like, she mm-hmm. really, any problem you have with this movie, she just, like, pushes it out of view. She's so convincing. She's so everything. You can see why she's been nominated for a gazillion Oscars. She is truly a star. It's kind of like her character, where, like, she just, like, makes you believe like mm-hmm. that like you know like oh you're not a crazy lady you, you can sleep in my apartment for the night <laughs> <laughs> she is she is enchanting and i'm sure when they did i don't know if did reese actually read for it or was it somebody they were considering it makes you wonder i, I think she was attached because i did some research and apparently it's done through four different like iterations okay and i think like for about a decade or two and I think around the middle, right when, I think right around when Sweet Home Alabama came out or something, that's when Reese was attached. Okay. Before that was dropped, too. I could totally see her playing this part. I, I could, too. That's the only other person I could see because I can see maybe the Elle Woods-ish kind of, like, mm-hmm. charmingness. And she has a very cartoony face. I don't know if she sings, but I could see Jennifer Garner playing this too. She was one of the ones that was in the running. Okay, I mean, I mean thirteen yeah. going on thirty. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I could mm-hmm. see, and it would have been like something totally different for her. But I don't know if she sings. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Does she have a stage experience? I don't know if she sings either. But 
I know she did like plays in, in college. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about Jennifer Garner. I'm sorry. I, wish I know I did. she was in the marching band. I don't know anything about. I've let everybody down. I don't know enough about her, but I love her. <laughs> and her Instagram videos are, if you don't follow Jennifer Garner on yes. Instagram, you are missing out on life because her Instagram yeah. videos are my favorite. Oh, I'll have to check it out. I mean, it's amazing. Like her cooking things and just being a goofball is like the best. Oh, they're so good. Well, I, I'm glad it went to Amy because she did a really great job. Everybody did a really great job. James Marsden, why aren't you married to me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go be a cartoon with you, buddy. Um, yeah, so that was my first time to watch it, and I, I really had a good time watching it. It was fun. I'm glad you picked that one. Thank you. Thank, yeah, thank I'm you glad y'all enjoyed it. Oh, anytime. Yeah, I love this movie so much. And um, definitely one of those things where, like, had it not happened, had this movie not happened, like, Frozen wouldn't exist, probably. Or Tangled wouldn't exist. And a lot of, it's just kind of, it's just this very interesting, like, point in, like, cinema history, I feel like. Yeah. That's not as discussed. Because Frozen and Tangled came after this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because at that point, yeah, like I said, um, Disney has stopped making, like, fairy tale movies. Yeah. They, they just didn't believe in them anymore. And then this movie comes along. And yeah, and had this movie not happened, Amy Adams wouldn't be the household name that she is. Yeah, that's crazy. Which, yeah, that is crazy. She's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Although, one thing that I don't like that they did is uh, for the Oscars that year, because this song was nominated, they had Amy Adams perform the the working song, but they had her perform by herself on stage with no backing, no choreography, just her standing awkwardly singing this song mm. to like this A-list audience. And it's kind of like, why? <laughs> it was so sad. It's kind of like, I mean, she sang well, but like you could tell she was kind of nervous. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, she's, she had no support. She was just like by herself on 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 the stage, like nothing. That's the the singing part of the Oscars is always like hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually had Kristen Chenoweth sing um, the the song in the park. This was so much fun to watch, and I'm so glad. It's so nice to meet you, Joe. And we're gonna have to talk about it's so great to meet you. And <laughs> seriously, yeah. Do you want to promote anything, Joe? You have a great um, Instagram that I love following. Yes, uh, follow me on Instagram at Stitch Castle. Yeah, you do great stories. A, Your Insta stories are so fun. I, I watch a lot of movies and I get drunk and make stories about them. Love it. And then I do a lot of drawings. Um, I'm a storyboard artist and one of the shows that I'm working on just premiered on Net- Netflix, um, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. What? So, yeah, check that out. And, um, yeah, that's basically it what? <laughs> in terms of what I'm promoting. Awesome. <laughs> and we're going to talk mm-hmm. Celine Dion today. Yes. So that's how oh my god. Do. Like we need to talk about how she had to be convinced to sing my heart will go on. Oh, you know that I yeah, she that she sang it once. She did the demo. Mm-hmm. Renee was like just do yeah, the like demo. Yeah, like one one take. One take and then they built the orchestra Dang. around her. That is why she's mm-hmm. the greatest singer in the world. <laughs> um we uh yeah this was so much fun thank y'all for thank you for picking such a fun movie 
Um, and so great to meet you and you guys, I can't wait until we can go see Disenchanted in theaters because we are going together when it happens. And Patrick Dempsey. I know this should all be over by then. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey, <laughs> sign the contract. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I'm asking you right now. <laughs> sign the damn contract. He needs to get his hair just right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and thank you for listening, everybody. Yes, please. Rate, oh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Rate, review, subscribe. So, yes. Um, and we'll be back soon with another episode, you guys. Yeah. Woohoo! Yay! Bye. Bye. Bye.